You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome to episode 137, Why Women Have No Type. Yes, it is a clickbait title. It is a clickbait title, I'm not going to lie. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing about the fact that it's extremely difficult to be the right kind of wing person for your significant other when you really don't know what their type is. Do women actually have a type or is it really all in the personality? As a lot of women say, right? It's about the personality for them. So in today's episode, we're going to explore if men and women have a type, what you said about your type, and then we're going to share our type. But before we get onto that, Daryl, cultural tidbit. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually a little bit excited about this one. So I did my cultural tidbit. You always are about all of them. That's actually true. I did my cultural tidbit on Paris because we are also going to talk a little bit about the club we visited in Paris because we haven't done a review on that yet and we just want to give you some information. So my cultural tidbit is about Paris. By 1810, Paris alone had 180 officially approved brothels. By law, they had to be run by women, typically a former prostitute, and their external appearance had to be discreet. Did you know that? No. Back in the day, brothels had to be run by women in Paris. Back in the day? What do you think? I I think it's a little bit sexist. You do? Yeah, I mean... What if what if the man's what if what if a gigolo wants to run his own brothel? To be fair, though, back in eighteen ten, do you think women really had a lot of rights and opportunities in business in general? In France, no mm. idea. I'd have to look it up. You'd have to look it up. Yeah, because many countries, you know, women did have quite a lot of rights in that era. But I don't know about France. Mm. Yeah. In eighteen ten, could have. All right, could have. Here you just go. never know. You need to look it up. I have. A couple more cultural tidbits because... Uh, you said only one. Yeah, no, I lied. You don't want to waste them. I lied though. Okay. It is illegal to kiss whilst the train is at the platform. In in France? In Paris because years ago, too yeah. many people... And then many years ago... People just fucking holding up people. People were holding up the trains, yeah. yeah and like kissing out the window and on the platform. So there was, a, there was a law passed that prohibits anybody from kissing... On the platform. On the platform. Fair because enough. of that, they wouldn't yeah, want to hold up the train. Ludicrous. Timetables, all right, they mean something. <laughs> To people in Paris. I, I have I have one more thing. The city of love. I have one more thing I want to share. It's train related. It's not sex related. You do love a bit of train work, don't you? But I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. It is illegal to carry live snails on a French high-speed train unless they have a ticket. Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, you're, you you're not surprised by the lack of the by the fact that the snails are prohibited on high speed train, but they can go on the no, like, no, no, regional no. overland ones. I'm just ones. actually thinking about if you're a snail, mm. right, and and then you you had your house on your back. Of course, I mean, where else would you put it? I'm just saying. And then all of a sudden, you're traveling at 400 kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're likely going to need to use the restroom facilities because you're going to shit yourself. So, so with that in mind, they need a ticket. They need a ticket so that they can pay. You know, pay yeah, pay, pay for, for the, the restroom facilities. Okay. I mean, snails are notoriously fucking slow, right? I mean, that's what they're known for, right. and their house. Mm. Slow and house. Right. So, yeah, put them on a high-speed train. Put them on a high-speed train? They're going to soil themselves. No good. No. Their house doesn't have a toilet built into it either. Did you know that? Snails' houses, they have like a little outhouse. Never they, really that, thought about it. Yeah, they don't have a, they don't have anywhere to, to poo in their own house. It's unfortunate. I think it's just... 
pretty poorly designed. It is a little bit. Yeah. Get your shit together, snails. So on our way down to Cup d'Arg in France, and you would have heard us talking about Cup d'Arg in the last two episodes, but we stopped in Paris for a few days and we went to a club in we Paris. Did. We did. We looked up the various clubs. A lot of people, when they, if you Google swingers clubs in Paris, you're going to come across one. I think it's called Le Chandelier or something like that. That's yep. probably the most prevalent one that people talk about. And the reason they talk about it is because they do food there and they say go and get the food early, which I'm not a big fan of food at swingers clubs, never have been, will continue not to be. So we didn't go there. Instead, Glad we summed that up. Instead, we looked on the Google reviews and decided that recently that club had slid downhill. Slid downhill. Some had some pretty shitty Google reviews. So we decided to go to a new club, or fairly new club. It's called La Masque. La Masque. I wonder what La Masque means. What does it mean, Daryl? Can you translate that for everybody at home? <laughs> no. Okay. Too difficult to translate. It's impossible. I don't think there is a direct let translation for La Masque. <laughs> Look, it was in the city centre, so really, really close, and it was about 80 euro to get in. Is that about right, by memory? About 80 euro? Sounds about right. The drinks, however, were 20 euro. About 80 euro each. Were 20 euro each for a <laughs> glass of wine, which is insane. It was less than ideal, especially given you're a booze hag. Well, we only had one, one wine. I know. So. But that's because you're a tight booze hag. <laughs> that's right. I ain't paying up $20. 20 yeah. euro for a glass of wine. It, it was, uh, it was, it was very, it was expensive. Mm, it was. Expensive. Yeah. So, so I want to just, um, I don't want to go too much into this particular club, but I want to give you guys an understanding of what the clubs are like in Europe and particularly what, what this one's like in Paris. If you Google Paris swingers clubs, you're going to see a lot of information about how you have to be very well dressed how they are very picky and selective, how they do not accept people that they deem to be Shit. inappropriate for the club. So whether that's to do with your physical appearance, whether it's to do with your monetary, your socioeconomic background, that's generally the information that you'll get. when you. How do they get your socioeconomic background? By charging a lot of money. So okay. the assumption there is that if they charge a higher price, they're going to get a certain level of... Gotcha, gotcha. Right. So you'll, you'll, you'll hear about that. And one of the things that you'll read about is the fact that women in particular cannot wear pants or trousers. It doesn't matter if you're going to be rocking your latex, really nice, like, pants and beautiful high heels. That doesn't matter. You can't do that. You're going to wear a dress. Yeah. Have to wear a dress. Women have to wear a dress. Men must be in dress shoes, trousers, collared shirt. Yep. Right? The whole thing. Yes. And that's true. That's true to form. Like, they will actually stop you from going in. So when we walked into this place, one of the things I really liked was the scent. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Was it aromified? No, they had a lot of scent being pumped into the yeah. room and the area, which... So they aromified it? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think I've actually experienced that at a swingers club before. No, me neither. Generally, it's just the smell of sex. Mm, and feet. And bad dreams. <laughs> Broken dreams. Broken dreams. Lost hopes. No, oh, they, they pumped in this beautiful scent. And so when you walk in the door and they have these beautiful velvet curtains See, there, that's what they were paying for. That's what you were paying for. That's what for. you're paying for. You're paying for the scent to be pumped in. It, yeah. it added a, a nicety to the atmosphere, I thought. A level of what? I mean, it depends on whether you're into the scent, really. If it, does it was depend. a shit scent. Yeah. I don't mean literally the smell of shit, but just more. If that, it was like lavend- good- lavender and you lavender reminds you of your grandmother's clothing drawer. Or if it was peanut. And you're allergic to peanuts, for example. Mm, yeah. That would be bad. So they had the scent pumped in. Other things of note, they had a massive candy bar there, which I thought was a little bit strange. But Oh, but good can- good, good lollies. Good lollies. We took some home. Well, I took some home. I was going to say I didn't partake no, in I that. Didn't, no, you didn't get any. I did see a couple of women actually going to town. Yeah, a few people who went to town. On yeah. The, yeah, so I'm not surprised. That was pretty good and was like really nicely set up. The other things about this club that I really liked was the layout of the peephole slash viewing hole area. Can you kind of break it down, what that was like? Yes, it was 
I suppose you had the best way to put it is like booths around the outside of the the area, and then with but with big big walls in between some of the booths, and then they had holes in them that allowed you to potentially crawl through or walk through, not walk through, but crawl through to somebody else's booth. And, you know, or you could watch what they were doing in their booth as well. It was interesting. Did you like that layout? I thought it was reasonably cool. I think it's got its potential for for downside, but it's also got its potential for up. The downside is you still are somewhat divided, so it may stop people from chatting, getting involved as much. But there's also a little bit of privacy, pseudo privacy, if you want to start doing some shit right there. I absolutely agree. I thought that I think that if you had a bigger bigger space, bigger club, it and you had a, be, a better open room for, you know, some of that easier networking kind of talking to people. You could do that at the bar though, really, if you wanted to. I didn't think that there was a big enough space there. The to bar be was the bar was a whole space to itself before you went into that room, remember? Yeah, I remember. I didn't think there was enough space there to if you're going to try you could and eat do a that. candy whilst <laughs> drinking a, a wine at the bar space. Yeah, but I, I liked it. I think it added an element of, again, a central atmosphere. I think it also added that area where you could play with people and have a little bit of privacy, but then if you are an exhibitionist, you can have that aspect of it too. And, again, if you're going there because you're a voyeur, that's good for you as well. So I thought it was pretty good, pretty pretty well designed. I wouldn't mind seeing that in some of the clubs, some of the bigger clubs. I would like to see kind of that sort of set up in an area. That would be nice. Yeah. But we'll see. For when you own a club. For when I for when I own a club. Yep. And then downstairs had your usual thing, kind of had the bed, had the St. Andrew's Cross, had the dungeon style. Overall, what did you think about the club? Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was really quite cool. What, what would you say were like the biggest pros and biggest cons of the club? The biggest pros were that it was really quite a classy, it felt quite classy, like a classy environment, sexy. Although the drinks were expensive, they were also made by a proper, like a bartender or a... Can't really go wrong with pouring wine into a glass though, in my yeah, but opinion. You're talking about wine. I, I was drinking cocktails because, you know, money. fuck money. So, much no, so I was drinking cocktails because there wasn't else anything else on the list that I was really into. And, you know, they, they had a, a real person making proper cocktails. They weren't just somebody throwing spirits or liquor into a glass and calling it a cocktail. They actually tasted right. So I think that was a pretty big upside. Downside, the only thing's probably it's small, but that's not really a surprise given it's that it's in the centre of Paris. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a very expensive piece of piece of property mm, right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think overall we spent about 160 because we had – I don't remember. Yeah, 160 euros. What do you think about the the downstairs dungeon area? Do you think that was a positive to have that little like downstairs area? I think it was it was good. My only con about that sort of situation is that you've got no idea how many people are down there, who's down there and what action's down there until you go down there. Yeah, I think that might be a turn on for a lot of people. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. So what's I, a con of the club for you then? Uh, the the size. The size. Yeah. Okay. It's small. I mean, if you had 100 people in there, you'd mm. all be touching each other. Yeah, that's true. Would you go back? I would. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought it was uh, – it's absolutely worthwhile going back to. I don't know. Were, were we in the right frame of mind to be there that night? Probably not. I don't think so. I think we were heading down to Cap d'Arg. I think that we were tired. We didn't get there until I think 11.30 at night or midnight. Yeah, it was late. Very late. Right. And I think you had to work the next day, if I'm not wrong. Yep. So I think all of those things were probably not great. And then, of course, there is a language barrier that you've got to come up against as well. I don't think that was a problem in there that because we didn't talk to anyone. So mm. 
Did we? We didn't actually talk to anyone from my memory. No, I don't think we did either. So how's the language barrier problem? True. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to start talking about your type, my type, everyone's type. Okay. Tippity type type. Tippity type type. All right, welcome back. So are women actually really picky or are we just not allowed to like someone? Yeah, you're giving me the I don't understand. confused look on your face. Right, yeah. exactly. So when you're growing up, or when you're watching movies or reading newspapers, who reads newspapers? I don't know. When you're reading magazines, you know, there's the old adage of like bad boys, you can't take a bad boy home to mummy kind of thing, right? And like women like the bad boys, but they want to settle for the good the good men because they're the ones that you marry. What's that old? No idea. No. Nah. You're telling a story, bro. I've, I've been pondering this for a while, whether or not women are picky, whether or not women, you know, a lot of women, they say are like, we don't have, I don't have a type. I don't know what I like. I don't have a type. It's all about the personality. It's about the humor. It's about the guy in the night. I really can't give you a description about what I'm chasing. And oftentimes the partner is a bit confused because they're like, well, she's sleeping with all these different kinds of people. How the hell am I supposed to pick somebody who I think that she might be interested in? And especially when oh, a lot of the time, the men are the kind of the first initial point or the gatekeepers on the dating sites. So if you're a guy and you have no idea what your partner looks for in a man or partner, how the hell are you supposed to find somebody in a dating site that you think they may or may not be interested in? You just use the shotgun effect. That's that's basically what everyone does, I would think. Yeah, that's what you think. A lot of people just go, okay, I'm going to reach 50 people and she might like one of them, so I'm going to go on 50 dates and then... Yeah. You think people do that? Yeah. I don't. I, I, I really don't. I think that when people... When guys are out there looking at profiles, they are trying to ascertain whether or not their partner is going to be interested in the opposite sex of the other couple. Okay. Yeah. I know you're doing things a little bit differently because we went on a blind date the other night. and Two. Yeah. Well, one, because somebody ghosted us or didn't ghost us. They just didn't turn up. So interestingly enough, I've been pondering this for a while, trying to figure out whether women really do have a type, whether we say personality matters what. And I was reading some information in the American Psychological Association in the Journal of wow. Personality and Social Psychology. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's the first time we the first and last time our podcast is ever going to include something like that. <laughs> and they said in there that the hormones are a driving force into why women are attracted to certain types of men, especially bad boys. And when women are ovulating, they're more likely to be drawn to sexually attractive qualities such as specific facial features and dominant behaviors this sounds like it was written by men you reckon yeah hmm. it sounds very much like it was written by men interesting don't trust a paper that's written about women by men okay that's that's like a rule it's mansplaining he's yeah this is mansplaining hormonal cycles in women this is too dangerous for me to talk about <laughs> i don't want to be mansplaining anything fine cancel hey. fucking string me up they talk about the traits that you lust after versus the ones that you love. And this kind of comes back to what I was saying before about the fact that women apparently will date the bad boy. Is this a fucking boy. peer-reviewed paper? Where did you get to that? The American Psychological okay. yeah, Association's I mean, Journal of- No, that's a peer-reviewed paper. I just, I'm, I'm blown away. That's, I'm blown away that somebody got paid for this. <laughs> Fuck. Fair enough. Fair enough. So if I was to ask you if you could pick my type, could you? Could you pick my type? And, and what percentage uh, of times do you think you could pick my type? I think I could pick 100% of the time that they're at least human. Okay, okay, okay. That's okay. that's about as deep as I can get, though. Yeah? Yeah, because, you know, there's guys that I've seen that look what I would have thought physically attractive and facially attractive, and then I'm like, what do you think of this guy? And you're like, he's hideous. And then there's other guys that I've shown you that are like, you know, I would have thought a reasonably average 
and you're like, oh my God, he's fucking stunning. I think it doesn't, yeah, who fucking knows? Like I said, 100% accuracy on whether they're human. So you think if you were to pick a person for me, it would depend on which way the wind is blowing on that particular day? and Oh, yeah, and just in in what mood you are with me. If you don't like, you know, if you're not happy with me on that particular day and I find a dude that it wouldn't matter. Oh, it, it, really? It could be a Greek and God and you would look, look at him and go, meh, he's all right. <laughs> just to be like, fuck you, Daryl. Fuck you, Daryl. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. I would argue that women do have a type. I would argue that you don't have a type. Interesting that you say that because after I'm going to share your types, ladies and gentlemen. I received some uh, some feedback, some responses because I did put this question out there, and uh, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're, I'm going to tell you exactly my type at this very moment in time and what I believe my type is for both men and women. Yeah, but today's date is just one day. No, I've been thinking about this for about three weeks. So oh, really? Yeah, so it's held, yeah, okay. it's held fast yeah, in, until. I don't know, reading that paper until your menstrual cycle happens or something. <laughs> Let's just mansplain that for a minute. All right, here we go. So I'm going to read your responses. So I My asked, responses? Not your responses, their responses. Oh. You, dear listener, your responses. Okay, the listener's responses. Yeah, the listener's gotcha. responses. Stop saying my responses. I then. asked a question about whether or not you knew your type and whether or not you knew your partner's type. And so uh-huh. these are the questions. These are the answers. So, Like I said, 100% accuracy on whether they're human. Okay. Uh, Power Cubal, they said, I can, with confidence, pick out the perfect fit for my husband 10 out of 10 times. Obviously, there's a lady responding. He wouldn't dare pick for me since he apparently thinks I'm ridiculously picky. One out of 10, him being the one. I do have a weird thing. Even I surprise myself at what gets me going at times. Or suddenly big nose. So that's from a lady. So, you know. So, so. So if you're her husband, how the hell are you supposed to be the person navigating the dating site, yeah, setting I mean, up dates? Could you pick my type? We'll get there. We're doing our types well, later. No, I'm asking you. You asked me already whether you could. Yeah, ever. I think I can. Yeah, exactly. Said every woman ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. VT Mum one three one three. I can pick out his type very easily. Kind of like another lady said on here. Breathing. <laughs> Dude, savage. Oh man, that was like a pimp ending. <laughs> But more seriously, in his case, it's about personality more than a look. I've arranged a few playdates that turned out very well. On the other hand, God help me when he's picking for me. He doesn't think of himself as sexy, which he is, and so he judges all guys on what looks different from him. Even though I keep explaining he's hot as hell and he's my type, at least he has learned to never fix me up with a kid younger than my own sons. Yeah, that ended on a like a, a bit of a downward spiral there. Oh, I don't know. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, once again, though, woman, yeah, yeah. no yeah, yeah, chance, yeah. Cool. man. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I know you've got them lined up. Do you you were waiting to stitch me up on this. Go, the, this I'm one's. Not st- I'm not stitching you up. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Fucking stitching me I'm up. I'm not, though. Uh, after Colorado, kind of similar responses. We actually play a game in public and we'll guess if one of us would fuck someone who is in the grocery store, gym, or whatever. We do this, too. I never win. <laughs> It's the only game I win at. Yeah. We use code phrases. What's the code, I wonder? I don't know. Totally going to fuck that person. Code. (laughs) Whilst there are characteristics we both tend towards, most of us have hooked up with a number of people who are none of these things. Personality really does go a long way. Mrs. AC likes hair, but has had a lot of success with bald men. Mr. AC used to think blondes didn't like him, and then at a party he hooked up with one. So we have types, we both know them, and we both know there's fun going outside your comfort zone. So... They're trying to expand their comfort zones a little bit. See, I wasn't stitching you up. Stitched me up. I didn't. Okay, the Hardleys. After 15 years of enjoying the lifestyle together, good job, guys, I still don't have a good handle on Sweetie's type, except for being male. 
personally seems to be her favourite indicator. Sorry, personality. <laughs> I, I figured. Personality seems to be her favourite indicator with a healthy dose of fun outlook on life. Hmm. Okay. You see? See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because it's really easy to pick a, a healthy out, uh, outlook on life from By a, a dating profile. This is what I'm talking about. I feel like, I feel like just generally guys are stitched up. Because if, if most of the guys, and I think the last time I did a poll on this, it was about 80% of the men were the people who were manning the dating site profiles or the apps or whatever, doing that initial. Yeah, that's because if the ladies were manning it or womaning it, mm-hmm. you, you just wouldn't get any dates. You wouldn't get any dates? No, because, you, oh, they oh I read their profile. Mm-hmm. I read their profile and um, they use the word and too much. Yep. We're not going to go out with them. We're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Right. Oh, I read their profile. They look too attractive for us. I read their profile. It was too long. <laughs> too, sh- too short. I read their profile. It's it too was short. too short, exactly. Not grammatically correct. Oh, did did you see they left out the comma before the end? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not an Oxford couple. Yeah. <laughs> so this next one is from ABQ2PHX, and they're from Chandler in Arizona. Cool name. Yes, I can identify her type in eight out of ten times. This guy's pretty confident. As Tequila said below, there are always outliers. Like all of us, it starts in the shallow end of the scale. Is he attractive? Think Sean Connery to mid to later years. How is he dressed? Does he does he throw on just a pair of shorts and a t-shirt? Or did he actually take time to dress for success? Tall is better, but yes, the outliers show up occasionally. Then the most important part, does he engage? If the gentleman is talking to her but scanning the room, it's a fail. Right, That's actually a decent thing that they're talking about being a club right now. Me? Yes, she knows my type. I am a man after all, so I am pretty easy. I think we're stereotyping a bit here. Why is that a stereotype? I'll get there in a second. Personality over a particular body type. Low cut top is a huge bonus. Heels over flats. Confidence over coy. My biggest tell, like long, dark, curly hair. The whole wing person part, because I asked about this. Okay, so how are you supposed to be a wing person for somebody if you're at a club or whatever, like I said, dating site? Probably something we've not perfected. When her tell is obvious, I tend to give him or her some privacy and allow them to engage. Why do I think it's a bit of a stereotype? I actually discussed this rec- a similar thing to this recently on the podcast episode where I was interviewing the monogamous marriage because we were talking about orgasming and how when people talk about orgasms, they generally tend to say, oh, you know, guys can orgasm all the time. It's so goddamn easy and women are like a puzzle piece and it's really, really difficult. I think in this circumstance, we also do that with men and women here where we say women are super picky and, oh, guys, you know, she's breathing and she's human. Don't you think that's a bit of a... A stereotype. Do you think that's a bit of a stereotype? It is, but I just don't think the context was in that in that particular line that you read. Yes, it is a stereotype, of course. That's that's totally not the case in all cases, which rightfully places it as a stereotype. I think many men have, have things that are absolute no-goes for them, which includes me. I have things as well that I would not absolutely not be interested in somebody if they fit X. Hmm. And I'm not going to tell you what that is. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, you suck. All right, let's hear. Let's hear from this one. So this is QE 2013. They're from Honolulu. We've actually mentioned them a few times in our podcast over the years, so g'day, guys. I'm terrible at identifying my wife's type by any objective measures. It's taken us quite a few years to fully realize this reality. But now that we're here, the onus for connecting has fallen more squarely on her shoulders, online and in person. I will routinely identify people that seem to fit what I think she would like, only to have them quickly dismissed. As she has taken more of an active role in the hunting and gathering, our success ratio has improved dramatically. At an in-person event, 
All it takes for her to whisper is a yes to me whilst looking or interacting with someone and my wingman skills kick into gear. The best way I can sum up her type would be situational. Yeah, more commonly known as nightmarish. Well, but in their in their circumstances, they've they've flipped the scripts a little bit. They've now she's looking after all the sites. Yeah, well, I uh, I would again, I would happily let you do that, or happily have you do that. But let is not obviously not the right word. I would happily have you do that, but we simply wouldn't date anyone. I think over the years we've bounced backwards and forwards. Like if we think about the start of our journey, and over the years we've kind of. Let's think about the, the, the. Let's think about how many times you've set up a date in the last two years. Oh, recently, no, because yeah. I think it just got to the point where I was so disheartened by the yeah. whole situation. I am also disheartened that you know you just eventually go stuff it. You know. All right, let's hear from one more. No, two more. Midlifers GDX. Him, his major turn on is women who needs who need help in some way, whether they don't know how beautiful they are or sexy they are or they need to be pampered, whatever that situation may be. Physical attributes usually just enhance the desires from there. Her, bad boys usually do not make the cut. Maybe she's not ovulating or whatever it said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm glad you said that. I do not condone Kate's uh, understanding of the ovulation Hey, it's from the, the psychological oh, journal. Yeah, I, I understand. It's from the mansplaining book of mansplaining. Though she generally likes her playmates, her age or younger personality is the key and always givers over takers. Humor, sarcasm, mystery, confidence are all pulses. Cool. But, but again, difficult to figure that out in a club situation or on a dating site. Okay, last one. Here we go. Sebastian and Nicole from Phoenix, Arizona. I feel like my partner and I are completely different when it comes to type. I care a lot. Misses, I care a lot about personality connection rather than physical. If you can make me laugh and exchange flirty banter, it definitely piques my interest. I think the only commonality amongst every single one of these is laughter or humour. I was about to get to that, yeah. For the ladies, I may be more picky actually, kind of looking for a bombshell, very feminine. So she's actually bisexual. So that was interesting that she said the difference between the two. And Mr, he is a lot more set on the physical side, but it's not a really, it's not a bad thing. We're just wired differently. He loves petite women, et cetera, et cetera. So they go on to talk about their more specifics in there. But yeah, I, I think it is an interesting, when you do read profiles and you see a lot of dating profiles where they've got the him and the her or what people are looking for. You'll find a lot of the time when it says her, it is definitely more about the ability to communicate really well, the ability to maintain eye contact, and the next two things that always pop in there are humour and flirtiness. Confidence is the other one. Oh, yes, confidence too. Hmm. Why do you think that is though? Why do you think women look for those traits versus going for straight for the physical? <sighs> okay, brace yourself for the emails on mansplaining. Why do I think that might be the case? I don't know. Maybe tradition, maybe maybe some women. God, how can I make this any broader to stop me from getting emails? There's perhaps a, a history where women are expected to find certain things attractive, like personality. Mm-hmm. Do, does it, do, do all women have to think that a man's got a great personality or can he just be hot and fuckable? Right. Like, is is that a thing? Is, that, is it that... So one of the reasons why I think this is so prevalent in women when they're looking for men. I have been contemplating this recently and I don't think that we're, you know, we're told to see, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. See more than what's just on the outside. You've got to look inside and see personality. And I think as females as well, we are judged so heavily on looks as we progress through our lifestyle that 
we don't want to do that. We find it quite judgy. And so I think as a result of that, we believe or somehow feel, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, that by being too about the physical attraction, that we're shallow, that we're judging, that we're doing the wrong thing. And it feels almost like we shouldn't be doing that. And it feels bad to do that. And I think that sometimes that's probably why we've got we've not even admitted it to ourselves, let alone our partners, that, hey, I want this exact type of person. Yeah. So that, that's my take on it. I honestly think that we're not giving ourselves the space and that perhaps as we're growing up, we're not allowed as women to think about the physical attributes. We're not allowed to think about that because that's the wrong thing to do. Find a guy who's got a stable career. Find a guy who loves children. Find a guy who's going to be good to your parents. Not find a guy that you think is really attractive and that you want to have sex with. Yeah, you could be right. Anything else to add before we get on to our... our uh no, definitely not. No? No, no. I mean, we're way too far down the mansplaining course for me to get involved in this. Okay, well, here's a question. Why do you think that people just assume that men don't have standards, that men just would be happy with any woman? I, I suppose, you know, lines like any holes a goal and things like that might be something to do with that. So I just said to you about, about, about upbringing in particular that maybe it's because we're told not judge a book by its cover. Do you think that... On the flip side of that, when men are growing up, they're told like, yeah, go out and get some, like, so hot, have all the sex, do all the things, like, yeah, go you. Do you definitely, think that then that's why? Definitely it, a part of it. It's yeah. that bragging rights of. Well, it's definitely a part of it for, for sure that, yeah, you, you, it is, yes. The answer is yes. That's right. definitely a part of it. I don't know much how much more I can give you other than that because it each, each person's upbringing is quite different, I would imagine. I don't remember ever discussing ever actually now that I think about it discussing women's types or what they look like with my father or do I ever remember him actually actually talking about what he was interested in not ever what about guys and what about guys in university though no university generally you've gone through the through the part where you're talking about yeah, it's generally high school, in my experience, that you that's where you're talking about her tits, her ass, her yeah, waist, when, her when face. When these things are new, mm. you know, like uh, when you start to discover that your penis is more for th- more than useful for more than just pissing out of. Yeah, yeah. So I think at that point is when you might discuss that. But I don't, I don't know that there's a grouping of things. It's just more, you know, she might have again nice tits or a nice butt or something like that or. I don't remember even people saying – I've heard people say that somebody's really pretty or beautiful or attractive but I've, or hot, you know, but I've never heard anyone really say, you know, don't fuck the ugly chick or, or anything like that. You know, like I, I don't – Do you ever think that's just inferred? No, I, I don't – I think men generally will celebrate another man getting laid no matter who that person is. I don't, I don't think men are as judgy about that. I was about to say, do you think that women are afforded the same sort of – Non-judgmental I, I, view. I don't know because I I am not a woman. Yeah. Maybe you should answer that. I don't know about the attraction side because, again, I think yes a little bit, but, you know, going through the men that I've slept with pre-Daryl and wait, my – Wait, wait, wait. You weren't a virgin when we got together? Definitely not. Back then <laughs> and, and thinking, about, virgin? thinking about my friends' reactions to it, 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 I don't think it was ever about the attraction. It was probably more about, oh, what does he do for work? Making sure that, again, he has a successful career and he's on a good pathway and he makes decent money or something like that. Like it was never about – I never recall them asking about physical – feel ugly. No, I'm just saying. I just don't <laughs> remember them ever doing that. I think it was definitely more on the, oh, what kind of car does he drive or what is this, what is that? Really? Yeah, I think so. Man. 
I don't know, bad friends. I don't know what to tell you. Right, let's take a quick break and let's come back and let's talk about our own types. I've never thought about what my type is. So just making shit up. So we're back. Uh, Daryl just admitted that he's never thought about his type before, so this is going to be an interesting segment. It may be interesting. It may be really fucking shit. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell you my recent revelations about my type. Okay. Should I take notes? And again, this is just something that- And then next week when we come back to our next podcast, I can explain to everyone about how how that type didn't work when I found that exact person online. I was just thinking about this recently, and the reason this popped into my head was I realized I've been, I have- A judgy bitch. So I can think of three men that I am very attracted to right now, and I realized recently they all have very similar characteristics, which is kind just of- Just wh- as a side note, Kate's a monster. She just took her two squeaky toys <laughs> off Penny and put them on the desk. Penny's just run outside to try and catch it, and now she's back looking at Kate. It's podcast time, not playtime. <laughs> monster. <laughs> okay, here's my types. For men, uh-huh. this is not any surprise to you, but tall. Oh, yeah, that's a real shock. Yeah. Uh, tall, lean. So I'm really interested in older, tall, lean men right now. Right now. Right, right, um, right now. What's the date? Let's Because that's that's a, like a, a one-day thing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm interested in tall, older, lean men who are successful. Mm-hmm. So very good communicators generally as well. And... This is going to be really funny for you, but um, good table manners. Fucking hell. <laughs> I know that's super specific, right? It's super fucking snobby is what it is. Well. You're a fucking snob. Am I? Yeah. Tall, lean, successful, and use a knife and fork appropriately. That's yeah. the snobbiest list I've ever heard. <laughs> it's fucking super snobby. See, this is exactly what happens when women talk about the facts that they, that what the things that they are interested in. <laughs> no. This kind of fucking judgment that's happening right now. This is why we don't talk up. This is why we don't speak up. We get this oh, kind yeah, of bullshit yeah. judgment. Of course, of course. Right here. See what's why, happening? What, I mean, what's happening? just drink your coffee with your little pinky out. It's okay. That's tea, you fucking animal. Coffee. Savage. You can do it with a coffee as well. So, you yeah. Do, you do a fucking raspberry sandwich if you want. So, that's that's my interest in men right now. Right now. That's right now. Why do you keep adding right now? Because of, Because a type. A type. I feel continues. A, the wind's changing. Outside, you feel you're you're changing the day of your menstrual journey. Yeah, it might happen. Who knows? <laughs> then I'm going for the bad boy. Well, you didn't state whether they're a bad boy or a good boy. I didn't state that. No, again, just older, tall, lean. What's older? Successful. Mean? Older than what? Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> older than me. Um, I'm kind of thinking late forties, mid to late forties, early fifties. Okay, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, but in good order. In good order. Yeah. What's good order mean? Like lean and, and muscular. So you're saying my nice little fat brown belly right now is not your deal? I mean, you wouldn't fit into that category. Wow. <laughs> That's where we're at, is it? See what I'm talking about? The judgment yeah. again. You can't say what you want because you get fucking judged for it. Yeah, okay. Right? Yep. Okay. And for fair females, yep. this has been really interesting for you, I think, as well. I, I don't think I'll ever have the chance to choose you a female. Fuck no. You think choosing a man is hard for me. And actually, no, 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 no. Let me correct you. I think choosing a man for you is fucking impossible, mm-hmm. not hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I may as well just throw a shoe into the crowd. In one of the responses we read earlier, she spoke about her interest in women and that she's much more pickier for women. Pickier. And I have always said that about me. I've always said that generally for guys, I have been with all different kinds of guys. For women, I think I'm much more pickier. 
Much more judgy. It's just picky. Pickier. No, it's just picky. You're picky. Pickier. For, 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 for somebody who needs a man to use a knife and fork correctly, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to work on that. Yeah, I don't think I do. Because <laughs> this, this guy doesn't care that I say pickier. Okay. He doesn't He doesn't care about it. It's, it's in the list. Oh, really? Yeah, good table manners, comma, doesn't care about Kate's use of vocabulary. Oh, Ooh, somebody somebody ate a thesaurus for breakfast. <laughs> okay, so here's my herd list. Okay, go Here's the it. kind of woman that right now, as of today, the 11th of October at, I don't know, what is it, 8, 8.30 p.m., this is the kind of woman that I'm interested in. Yep. She's fun. It's changed already, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> she, okay, she's fun. Uh-huh. She brings out the carefree version of me. Because there's an element of Kate, there's a there's a there's a subset of Kate within the Kate within the Kate that really likes to be a little bit silly and fun and run around and be playful, but it doesn't happen very often. That's a subset. Yeah, it's in there. It's like to the left of my right rib. Gotcha. Yeah, just above your hatred. So, <laughs> no, that takes up a whole leg. <laughs> um, so I want somebody who's going to bring out that carefree version of me. I want her to be pretty and a little feminine, but not too much. Because then I'll judge her. No, I won't really. No, I just I'm just not interested in somebody that takes like two hours to get ready. I don't like it. Two hours is what it takes you to get ready. Nah, nah, man. Yeah. So that, that's the kind of woman that, that I'm interested in right now. I think again, and you know what's interesting about all of this? The physical attributes. Average, 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 average. Don't want to, don't want them too short, too tall, too slender, too big. So average, right across the board. That's what I'm looking for. So you want an average swinger? <laughs> Badum tush. Badum tush. That's that's my list. What do you gotcha. think? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous, but I understand it all mm-hmm. for now. Yeah. Three minutes from now. Mm-hmm. When I find Little Miss Average online and say, what do you think of this w- woman, Kate? You'll be like, nah, too short. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your types? Types. What's your type? My type. That's a good question. Thanks. I came out with it all on my own. So generally, I think somebody who's reasonably fashion conscious, so not not – and and they're fa- that when I say fashion conscious, conscious, that doesn't mean today's fashion. That may mean like you know slightly goth in their fashion type, or slightly emo, or, or like a whole lot of different types of fashion. That's where I sit, you know. But they've got a they make a positive choice on a regular, like on a daily basis, as to what they're going to wear. Outside of that, they have to have to be reasonably in, intelligent. And again, that doesn't mean book smarts that just means that i can have hold a conversation with them without them finishing every sentence with the words <laughs> or like or like yeah Ugh. hey my type sorry so yeah certainly somebody who can who can finish a sentence without giggling every time and and has something to say has an opinion to offer and is totally allowed to disagree with my opinion i find people who disagree with my opinion actually quite interesting provided they're willing to have a conversation about it without getting angry. That's where the problem normally starts. Outside of that, I'm not really a hair colour person. Like, I don't have a particular shade. If I was going to pick anything, I would say probably a redhead, but that's probably just because it's different rather than, you know, there's less of them around, but that's not really a thing for me. In terms of body tape, uh, body <laughs> body tape, uh, or just the body type even, uh, maybe you could use body tape to get to this body type. Uh, body type would be generally uh, somebody who has curves. So I like a waist on a on a woman. Uh, they can have broader hips. They can have broader shoulders. They can have large breasts or small breasts. 
but as long as there's a defi- a definition between where their butt finishes and their breasts begin that's something that's something that's of interest to me don't really care about size i've been with ladies who are large or small but i think somebody who can own their shape and is not lying to themselves about what their shape is to try and own it is is all i look for so somebody who's reasonably interesting that's that's it so you look for personality is that what you're trying to say personality and humor no sorry i was just trying to i gotcha yeah but no no yeah but no no no, I mean personalities. Are, uh, personalities in there, but that—that's kind of the the intelligence piece that I mentioned. And, and again, intelligence can be many things. Humor could be one of them. It's a, also a form of intelligence. So, if you were to look around a room of say a hundred women, how yeah. many women would fall into that category that you just discussed? Uh, probably fifty percent at best, I'd say. In that same room with a hundred men, how many of those men would fall into the category that I just discussed? Three. <laughs> This is why people keep saying women are picky. Yeah, but because I think that. But that's we, because you you are. When we do think about what we want, I think that it's either way too broad so that you can't even pinpoint it. So your partner, as I said before, doesn't even know what you're interested in. Sorry, no, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is entirely wrong. The whole premise because picky literally means your in, inability to fucking pick or a, a an ability to decide on something that is unfindable. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So. So it's. This is why. Yeah. This is exactly why. Hey, just FYI. <laughs> toy three. Oh my god. Toy Penny. three. She's bought in now. She's bought him toy three. Yep. Look, all right, we're wrapping up. Jesus, <laughs> judgy. Does my does Do my. Do you want to know what Penny's favorite is? <laughs> Anything with a squeak. Anything with a squeaky note. Does my type surprise you? Not at all. Okay. Cool. But but I can tell you right now that if I find your exact fucking type, you'll say that his scrotum's too wide or something. Mm, can I add in like nice tight balls into my time? Is huh? it just nice tight balls? So I need to now be auditing dudes <laughs> online. Excuse me, sir. Could I just ask uh, for just a, a photo of your scrotum? Not 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 of your not of your whole penis and everything. We don't want a cockshot because that's just weird. But just your balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, like, I like them tight. <laughs> okay. So I think I feel like you've missed out a whole lot of things here. What do you feel like I've missed out? Well, you've. You've failed to mention beard or no beard. Yeah, there's part of your type. Well, I was going to say about the hair and glasses and everything else situation. Glasses, don't mind. Hair, don't mind. Facial hair, sticking point, sticking point. I've been with guys now with like, you know, trimmed beards and stuff like that. But like a huge beard? Yeah, nah. You mean like a ZZ Top sort of fucker? He's the the guy with the big... Yeah. Nah. It's actually a band. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah, nah. Magic. Magical mm. music made no. by that particular band. That's not true. I don't even know what ZZ Top sings. Anyway, so, okay. Well, well, I mean, what else though? I mean, you've you've said. What do you want? Shoe size? Like what? Well, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm interested in right now. I don't care what about, about their intelligence. Yeah. What about confidence? Well, but, but he, he's successful. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't mean he's confident. It means he's got to be like pretty no, it intelligent. Doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't mean any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your judgment on success? I don't know. Stop asking me exactly. questions. Exactly. Stop asking me stupid questions about my type. Okay. To try and help you understand what your understand type what is. Understand what my type is. Stop I'm, asking I'm, me these ridiculous questions. And this is why I recently said I'm giving up on trying to find us dates. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So because I think the the type is a is a problem and it changes regularly for you. And also outside of that, I, I think a couple type becomes even more fucking difficult. Mm, it does. It is. 
Right. Let's say thank you very much to our newest patrons. So thank you very much to Carl D, Tom, Trey, Friday Night's PA Couple. Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon. And of course, thank you to all of our existing Patreon members. We really appreciate the hell out of you. We got a voicemail. I, I saw it. Well, how'd you see it? Because I was watching voicemails the other day. You were watching voicemails? Yeah. Yeah, I did get an email the other day asking how they can watch our podcast. That always, I always like that. Brings me yeah. a little bit of joy every time I get that. Yeah. I'm going to play a voicemail. I'm going to play it. Okay. Because I want I want to talk to you about something that's in there. So I'm going to play a voicemail. I'm really excited about this. Ready? Let's go. All right, let's do it. Hi, Kate and Daryl. I just wanted to send you both a thank you from John and Karen. We had a wonderful time at a Temptations resort uh, just about two weeks ago and became intrigued about the swinging lifestyle. My wife and I have been together for 36 years, and we reinvent our relationship every 7 to 10. I want to thank you for your guidance in helping us to reinvent yet again. We're not only listening to your podcast, but we're also reviewing a number of your suggestions, most notably the Playboy television series, Swing. Uh, We will watch an episode and talk about how we feel afterwards. I want to thank you both for helping get us started on this journey. Neither one of us know where it's going to end, and frankly, that's part of the fun. You both have a wonderful day, and take care of yourselves. Goodbye. So, first of all, thanks, John and Karen, for the voicemail. Thanks for listening to the podcast. But more importantly, 36 years together, they reinvent themselves. Did you hear him say that? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I really like the Maybe fact that... Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should reinvent ourselves. You want to reinvent ourselves? Yeah. Into Into what? Uh, I can be the one who chases the squeaky toys around. No, I don't like this game. I don't like it. I thought I thought it was really, really good because, and I'll use a business analogy. I was going to send Penny to fucking work. <laughs> get that dog to work and she can make some fucking money for a change. Yeah, earn your own pork, goddammit. When people are in business, they often reevaluate and just think, are we on the right path? Where? What should we do? How are we going? And it's interesting to me Get their that strategy aligned. Get their strategy. We need to get the marketing. Our problem is we don't have enough marketing out there. And we don't have enough marketing? No, we, I mean, obviously, because we don't have any dates. We're so. doing the wrong verticals. What's happening here? I liked it. I like the fact that they, well. they reinvent their relationship. I like the fact that they're actively talking about it and actively thinking about it and, then, and doing something about it. It's yeah. really good. I think that, I mean, time goes so goddamn quickly that we forget to do any of that. I liked it. I, I, I listened to that and I was like, good on you, yeah. John and Karen. It's about having a strategy. Good uh, strategy for life. You guys are aces. So. I, th- I think it's oh, – I, I can only admire the uh, the foresight to create a strategy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't even create a strategy around which man you'd want to take home. No, I can't. <laughs> and, and if it comes down to the woman, it's just fucking impossible. Here's what I want to know. I want to know whether or not they do a SWOT analysis on the current – on their current relationship. Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to think about you doing a SWOT analysis of our relationship. We should do that. That'll be a bit no, funny. No, I think you should do it. I, I reckon. I reckon it's going to be really lopsided. <laughs> what you reckon? Yeah. In, into 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 the threats and weaknesses. Yeah, I think you're going to be right. I think you're going to be heavy on that side <laughs> of the on that side of the two by two for sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It's going to be real heavy. Nah. It's going to roll over. So. It won't spell SWOT anymore. Here's my takeaway for this episode. By the way, let's do a little bit of a takeaway. My takeaway. <laughs> My takeaway is to take all of the toys off Penny before, <laughs> before you start podcasting. Well, there's that as well. Don't open the door and let your dog out of the room. That's another thing. No, my takeaway and hopefully a lesson. Sorry, s- sorry, you just want to lock the dog in a room 
For uh, for those of you who thought I was We're joking, in the room. Do, for those of you who thought I was joking when I said Kate is a monster, did you hear that? She's <laughs> just going to lock the dog in the room forever. We're in the room with her. She's in the room with here. The toys were in the lounge room. You let her out. You're a monster. My takeaway, my lessons learned is for I want you guys to active actively sit down on your own and think about what your actual type is. Think about the physical characteristics. Think about the personality traits. Do a drawing. Do a drawing. If you're an artist. If make, you're not an make, artist, make the, make the individual out of Play-Doh. Or just the important body parts. Charades. Like you can do charades. You can do charades. No, think about it. I want you to think about it. And then I want you to, your partner to do the same thing. And then I want you guys to like share that. I think it's a great idea. Although I think you, you need to do your drawing in pencil. Just to rub it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. change it. <laughs> just, I'm just going to change this. Oh, they just got shorter boys. We'll just get a whiteboard, babe. It's fine. Yeah. Easier to rub off. No, I'm serious. I think that would be a good takeaway for you guys. Good lessons learned is the fact that your partner likely does not know because you don't know. And how can they be expected at a club or on a dating site to find people that may interest you if you're not giving them the information and the tools to hand? So do it. It's a good so activity. now I have to be one of those husbands that asks people how tall they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... Just go up and stand next to them in a club and just judge. No, I mean like online. All of this stuff in a club's easy because you can actually fucking talk to them and understand what, like, it's so much more simple. Let's go to that club that's near here. Oh, wait, there isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> right here, guys. That has been episode 137. Women have no type. Yes, clickbait. Clickbait title. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of that. I did it on purpose. Uh, so thanks to Daryl for coming along. I don't even understand how it's clickbait. I don't get it. Because it's like women have no type and people are going to be like, oh, i got a type, listen to this. And then. Well, I mean, we need to reassess the marketing component <laughs> of what you're doing. <laughs> you just said we don't have enough marketing out there. Yeah, I know. But I mean, not all marketing is good marketing, no matter what they do. Hey, it's me. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we all understand now why we can't get a date. <laughs> Episode 137, Wanderlust Podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And if you would like to join our Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash swinging down under. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao.